Hey, everybody. Well, listen, I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody that's tuning in both live and uh, watching the replay on here. And this will probably be my last live stream before Christmas. And then uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time with the family. I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Get a little bit of time off. Uh, but what a year it's been, 23, both good and bad. I know many of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, for some, it's been a very difficult year. Uh, there's been some mountaintop experiences. There's been some valley experiences. Uh, there's been the good, the bad, and the ugly here in 23. But yet here we are. You know, we come out of this year, uh, I believe, more fortified than ever. Uh, we're strengthened in our faith. We've seen the Lord be faithful to get us through, to take us from glory to glory, despite the challenges of this hour. Uh, what what do we think 24 is going to be like? Well, a couple people have asked me that question. Uh, the Lord showed me uh, an example of an airplane where uh, he was the pilot, and yet we're going to be hitting some severe turbulence, and yet we will land safely. We will not die. The plane's not going to crash, but it's going to get extremely bumpy. If you've ever been on a turbulent flight uh, on an airline, you know what that means. I mean, I've, I've been on somewhere. I've seen people literally praying and uh, you don't have any atheists in the foxhole, if you know what I mean. When you're going through that type of situation, uh, people welcome prayer when they think they're going to die. You know, and so uh, I recall a few times being on planes as I've traveled probably more than ever last couple of years, you know, hundreds of flights. There's been a couple of them that we've had severe turbulence. And on those flights, uh, we prayed. And I looked at whoever was with me and said, please pray with me. And we, we've been, I remember one time we were praying in tongues and uh, there was no one saying, hey, don't pray. Uh, everybody was kind of engaging and they were, they were blessed that we were praying as well. So that's kind of how it works is, you know, the world, when, when something severe happens or something tragic happens, I mean, I think back to 9-11, you know, our church was packed. I mean, people were coming that hadn't been to church in a long time. A lot of times the Lord will use those types of situations to get people's attention, you know, and I, I always pray that it doesn't have to get to that point that we would, you know, give the Lord our attention and repent and turn to him without having to have some type of big tragic event or something like that. But a lot of times, if you notice in people's lives, they won't really repent or get on track with the Lord until they hit a really crazy situation. Maybe somebody dies or, you know, they almost die. They have a near-death experience. I mean, that happened in my case many years ago, uh, even though I had kind of been seeking the Lord a little bit prior to when I got stabbed nine times. But that certainly shook me. Um, it was definitely a major part of my transition from being a very worldly secular person to being a person of God. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of times you'll see somebody go to jail or go to prison or whatever, and then they, they find Jesus. So the Lord uses severe types of scenarios in our lives in order for us to, um, you know, get, get right with him. And I think that's super important. So anyways, uh, let me just say this. Um, there is going to be a turbulent year, but there, I believe there's going to be two simultaneous revolutions. What I mean by that is while there's the crazy turbulence and stuff that's happening, and I don't think they're going to um, hold anything back this year. We're already seeing persecution upticking on influencers, people that are speaking truth, um, you know, people in the political arena, they're being targeted. And I think that's going to increase. I think we're going to see, you know, some false flag type events that they'll try, they'll try to pull 
similar to what they did in 2020. Um, you know, we could, of course, see a, a cyber event. Hopefully that does not happen. I'm praying against that. But they certainly have alluded to that in several different you know, ways, uh, predictive programming, movies that they're putting out, uh, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab's talked about it. So it's certainly on their radar. And it kind of reminds me before uh, C-19, before that happened, they had that event 201, very similar type of scenario where they were gaming out uh, what was to come only a few months later. So it wouldn't be surprising if they had some type of major event like that. Of course, we know they're trying to bring out digital currency, and uh, that's all talked about right now. It's some changing in the financial system. We don't know if that's going to happen before 2030 or when it's going to happen, but we certainly know that many nations have signed on to uh, the digital currency. You know, the digital dollar, the Fed Now app, all these things are very real. So it's a very turbulent time. It's a very dark time in many aspects. But at the same time, as I said, two simultaneous revolutions, there's a big move of God that's happening. And we're seeing the Lord move in a very powerful way. We're seeing uh, miracles happening. I'm, I'm hearing stories of miracles that are happening where people are reaching out to us and saying, I was healed of cancer. You know, I was healed of, you know, my marriage was all of a sudden suddenly healed. Uh, the Lord miraculously brought in finances when we thought we weren't going to be able to do this. And all of a sudden something happened and shifted and, and God provided. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are, we're hearing stories like that more regularly. And people are coming out of darkness. They're coming out of the world. They're coming out of, um, you know, a lifestyle of sin and giving their heart to Jesus. They're more hungry than I've ever seen. People just hungry for the Lord. You know, everywhere we go, just hunger. There's a hunger, unlike anything I've seen when it comes to uh, salvations and people uh, coming to know Jesus. So, two simultaneous revolutions. There's the revolution of the world, of the darkness of the plans of wickedness, of all the different things that they have planned. And, you know, the Lord has said many times to me, many are the plans of the wicked, but you have the authority in my name to cancel some of these assignments, to thwart these assignments, to pull down the strongholds. And so uh, the key for us is not to be shaken, not to be moved, not to be fearful, not to be weary. And so how do we avoid weariness? Well, we spend time in the presence of the Lord. We recharge, we strengthen ourselves in our faith. We have an active daily, daily prayer life, daily getting into the word. And we, we really walk this out like the Bible says to do. It's not just something that we say, oh, I'm a Christian. No, we do it. Like what is a Christian follower of Christ? Living in, in, in a way that pleases the Lord. He says, if you, if you love me, you'll obey my commands, right? So, so I believe we go into this new year and this new season more fortified than ever before. Uh, we, we go into this time more mature as a believer than ever before. We're like that tree that's planted by the water. We're not going to be easily shaken or moved like we were in the past. Something has changed in the last few years. Uh, people that really, you know, want to be a Christian that truly are given to the Holy Spirit that have that have you know repented of their sin and unrighteousness and turned to the Lord, invited him into their heart as Lord and Savior. You know, real, real believers, people that hunger and thirst for righteousness. We have grown and we have been tested and we've been refined. Hallelujah. And we've gone through the refiner's fire. But guess what? We're still here. And I believe that we are going into this year in a better position than we have been in the past because no longer we will be moved or shaken by things that in the past would have would have shook us would have caused us to be discouraged 
But now we understand a little bit more about this battle that we're in. We're more battle hardened. We're more battle ready. We're more prepared. And we've learned to depend on Jesus. We've learned to trust in him. You know, censorship on social media, so what? We'll talk anyways, right? Somebody comes against you, you pray for them, you bless them, but you move forward. You know, we've learned things that shook us in the past are not going to shake us now. You know, somebody passes away, it's a hard thing, it's difficult. You know, there's a time for mourning. The Bible says that's okay. You know, obviously we miss them, but we understand. The Lord said he's going to take some folks home because of the lateness of the hour. And so... You know, we, we mourn, we do what the Bible says to do in that time. We ask the Lord for strength. But you know what? We also realize, hey, there's also a reason why I'm still here. The reason why I'm still here is because the Lord knew. He knew these things were going to happen. And so while he's taking some home, he's also giving strength to those that are here in this hour. He's giving us strategy. He's giving us divine wisdom. And he's giving us that tenacity, that chutzpah, if you will. You know, so that we know how to stand and that we don't grow weary. And you know what else he's done? A couple of years ago, people were really reliant on some of these prophets and people online. And I'm not against all prophets or people online. I mean, I, I'm online and I speak prophetically. So, but you know, I saw there was this trend and you, I know you saw this too, where folks had to run to some person every single day. And, and that was the only way they heard from God. And I feel like many of you now, you know how to hear from God, not, not just to rely on somebody else's word, not just to rely on somebody else's faith in your life. You have learned to, to be somebody who hears from the Lord. And that is a big, big development in the life of a believer is when we learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. He says, my sheep hear my voice. So the deal is, is that he wants us to hear from him. He wants us to inquire of his Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean we don't listen to other voices or people out there that are true prophetic voices. We do. But the deal is it's got to bear witness in our spirit. It's got to be in accordance to the word of God. And so this is where I think we've, we've matured in the last couple of years. We've learned to hear the voice of the Lord on our own too. And, and we've, we've gone deeper. We've gone deeper in our faith. And I think this is the whole plan. You know, the Lord, the Lord knows what he's doing. If, if, Think about it. In 2016, if some of the things that are happening now or that are set to happen in this next year would have happened in 2016, most of the body of Christ would have been very unequipped and unprepared. But because of the Lord's grace and mercy over the course of the last 40 years or so, a little bit longer than that, We've been able to mature in our walk. And if you're still a Christian, you've, you've stuck this out. You're more, you're more fortified. You're more strengthened. You have a greater faith, a greater understanding of who God is, a greater understanding. You, you've, you've sought teaching and sound doctrine. You've sought wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And so God has prepared us to now go where we're going to go. So while it is going to be turbulent and bumpy, we are better equipped, better trained, better prepared than we've ever, we've ever been before. And we've learned to trust in Jesus. And, and from the beginning of time until now, God has been looking for a people that will trust him. So, you know, uh, people say, well, Todd, what do you think is going to happen? Look, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do. But what I do know the Lord has told me is it's going to get bumpy, like really bumpy. 
And I think that some of the voices out there, like Tucker Carlson, he doesn't even realize it, but he's actually speaking prophetically. He said, they're going to do things that you've never even seen before. There's going to be things that happen that are going to blow your mind. I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, what we have right now is we have everything coming to a head at the same time. You got multiple wars going on in the world. You've got a you know, possibility of, of that escalating both in Eastern Europe and the Middle East, two very hot zones that are, that actually are connected to a greater uh, conflict of, of the East versus the West. And, you know, this is now the Western central bankers and the Western governments are pushing a lot of evil things. If you think about it, all the gender stuff and all the all the stuff out there that, you know, they're pushing the, the you know, uh, I don't want to say some of the terms on here because they'll take me off. But, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned, you know, that thing, um, you know, they, they, we've been pushing this on the rest of the world in our policy, you know, and that is wicked. That is evil. You know, that's the murder of the innocent, you know? And so um, I believe that we're under judgment in, in many ways. That's probably why we have the leadership that we do. But I believe there is still a righteous remnant that's praying and seeking the face of the Lord. And that's why we're still here. And I believe the Lord is allowing this time, not only for his body, the ecclesia, to be more fortified in our faith and strengthened in our faith, but also for the harvest for a massive great awakening, an end-time great awakening. And we talked about this on the podcast many times, but, you know, God's redemptive plan for mankind includes the Jewish people. Do you know that? And so it's no mistake that we're seeing what's happening in Israel. And uh, we, we've heard stories of Jesus appearing to certain people in the Muslim world. Uh, I believe the Lord is going to appear to many people, many Jewish people as well. And there are going to be many of these folks coming to know Jesus. And so our job really is to separate ourselves from the Babylon system, separate ourselves from the things of this world, and not to be conformed to the things of this world, to be set apart. You know, uh, the church is, is being called to consecrate. We're being called to walk in holiness and purity and righteousness, to uphold the word of God. I believe there's going to be more exposure out there. Very unfortunate, but I believe that judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. And this is a time for us to walk in a very circumspect manner. We've got to be very, um, you know, um, just righteous in the way that we operate. You know, we can't allow open doors for the enemy right now because he will use those to accuse us and attack us. And by the way, he's going to accuse and attack anyways. So don't give him an open door. And so we have to be wise and mindful of open doors. I believe in 24, some of my friends have said this, and it's very much in line with the two simultaneous revolutions. Uh, I, I forget who it was that said it. I think two of my friends actually said this, uh, but they said there's going to be war and there's going to be a roar at the same time. Well, that's very similar to what the Lord gave me, where in 24, there's going to be two simultaneous revolutions. There's going to be um, a great move of God, a great awakening that continues to expand. And we see different streams of revival coming together, pockets of revival coming together and a great move of God. Unlike we have seen a great Jesus revolution. And then we're going to see the wickedness and the, and the evil. That's the other revolution where the world is pushing uh, all these different things coming to a head at once. And so we know many are the plans of the wicked. Many are the plans, but we can thwart some of these plans in prayer and we can declare and decree and call upon the name of the Lord and fast and intercede and use the tools that God has given us in scripture 
And that is what is going to give us the, the, uh, the energy, the strength that we need to do what we got to do. We've got to be in the secret place. It's very important. Some people say, what is the secret place? What does that mean? I just mean, we got to have a real prayer life, guys. We got to, we got to really, I mean, I'm not just talking, you know, talking here. Okay. I'm talking, we got to walk the walk. This is the year to walk the walk. You know, we can't just be talkers. We got to be doers. We got to be doers of the, of the word. We got to be a people of action. And so, uh, there's a lot of strategy here at the ministry. We're looking forward to doing remnant meetups in different cities where we come together, continuing to, to move forward on the vision of building the underground railroad for the remnant and connecting a community, uh, both online and in person. Uh, we're seeing growth here at the Re remnant revival center in Nashville. And this last year we were able to launch the RRC here in Nashville, which has been just amazing what God has done. But I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you there was a lot of warfare, because there has been a lot of warfare associated with this. Uh, we're dealing with the strongholds and principalities of this territory. Uh, we've had some demonic stuff happen. And so, but, but the Lord has given us the strength we need and he, he continues to show himself faithful. And even when those things manifest and happen, we press ahead in victory. Thank you, Jesus. And so, uh, we're going to, we're going to be part of crusades different crusades this year in different cities. Um, you know, of course, we're going to speak at different conferences and events. Uh, I'm going to try to get to every region so that no matter where you live, we will be able to see you potentially if you're able to make it out. Uh, you definitely plan on doing that. But really, this is a time of fortification. I mean, it's, it's just, we're going to go deeper. You know, I heard a preacher the other day giving an amazing message. And what he was saying was, is that this isn't really a time for mega churches and big ministry names and celebrity Christianity. We're not in that season. This, this season is a time for us all to become soul winners and to focus on the kingdom business, you know, not about us, but about the greater mission of the kingdom. And as we do that, we're going to see many people come to know Jesus. And I believe that's a very important thing. So I'm encouraged. I'm strengthened. Here's what I would say. Okay. Be, be happy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we've got to learn to encourage ourselves in Christ. We've got to learn to find that joy and that peace that's available through the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's, that's what's going to get us through, friends. You know, look, every one of you is probably going through something. I read many, many emails that many of you send and many different messages. And, and you know, uh, thank you for sending those, by the way. And I just want you to know we do read them and we pray over each and every request uh, that you have. And in fact, after this, I'm going to put up a post and ask for prayer requests so we could be praying today and, and into the weekend. I know that Christmas is a blessed time for many, but it's also a hard time for some. You know, some people have uh, really difficult situations in their family. Uh, some people deal with a lot of loneliness this time of year. So, it, you know, while it can be a very joyous time where we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus, and even though the timing isn't exactly right, you know, we celebrate Jesus and we, we, we do the things that glorify God in this season. I'm not, I'm not really for like any pagan stuff or anything like that. People always ask me about that, but you know, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We talk about kingdom stuff. You know, the, the word of God doesn't return back void. And this is a time when a lot of people, you know, they don't go to church any other time of the year, but they're willing to come on Christmas or, you know, resurrection day. So, you know, we use that as a tool, you know, we, we appreciate that. Right. So, um, so here's the deal though. Okay. Um, we got to find the joy, be present be present in the moment. Learn to be present. There's so many distractions out there right now. Uh, our hearts can be really heavy. 
because of all that is happening, we can't let that heaviness take root. We've got to, we've got to lay these things down at the foot of the cross and, and just, you know, Lord, you got this. I don't know how you're going to fix this. I don't know how you're going to heal this situation. I don't know how you're going to do it, but Lord, all I know is you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And so I give you praise, not only for what you've done, but for what you're going to do. And I know, Lord, that you're going to be with me. And I know that you're not going to forsake me. And so I love you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. Thank you for who you are in my life. I praise your holy name. And so we find that peace in the Lord and we lay down the burdens at the foot of his cross. We lay him down. We lay him down at the foot of his cross. Thank you, Lord. You've been faithful. We love you. We honor you. And we lay this down at the foot of your cross. We know you're going to do something here. You know what I'm saying? And so find the joy, find the rest, be present in the moment, enjoy family. You know, somebody said this and it really rang in my heart, but they say, this may be the best time of our life right now. We don't know what's ahead. So we let's be thankful, thankful that we can go to the grocery store, we can get food, thankful that we can wake up. You know, if somebody gets out of prison or they get out of being a hostage in a, in a third world country or something along those lines, you know, somebody comes out of that. I'm telling you, it's like when I got stabbed nine times and I got out of ICU and uh, I was in ICU for 10 days and I was in the hospital a little bit longer than that. And when I got out, I'm telling you, water was like, oh, this tastes so good. You know, I remember having like a Coca-Cola. I was like, wow, this tastes so good. I mean, the food was like, wow, you know, my bed was comfortable. I just remember like everything. I looked at the whole world differently because I had just been through a major situation in my life that I could have died. But the Lord spared my life. And all of a sudden, the things that I took for granted, my mom, my family, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't married at the time, but you know, my, my family and just everything, my friends, I took those things for granted. But when, when I went through that trial and I went through that, that storm in my life, being stabbed nine times, almost dying, going into the presence of the Lord, having him, you know, hearing him say audibly, you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live, you know, and then he restored my life. I'm telling you, it's just like, you know, you get out of prison or you get out of crazy situation. I had a friend that was, uh, held hostage in Turkey, uh, you know, and, and he was, he was a missionary down out there and he, you know, when he got released, it was like, wow, you know, like, I mean, he couldn't even believe what he had just been through. And all of a sudden he was dealing with all the PTSD that comes along with that and everything. But, you know, he was so blessed to be free. You know, you just, you look at things so differently, you know, but, but when we're just going our day by day life, and then we're dealing with a lot of weighty, heavy challenges in the hour that we're in and the spiritual warfare that we deal with as, as true believers that love the Lord and are sold out to him, you know, sometimes it can be really heavy and, and you get, you get discouraged and there's a weariness that comes on you sometimes even in, in the form of depression, anxiety, those are lying spirits and they want you to feel surrounded. You know, you're having a, a challenge in your marriage or you're having a challenge at your work or you're having a financial challenge or you've just been diagnosed, you know, of some type of disease or something like that. And you're looking at the situation and you're like, this is horrible. You know, this is a horrible situation. I can't believe I'm having to deal with this, right? But, you know, there's there's a lot about mind, body, spirit. You know, our we can manifest diseases through stress. You know that you can, you can manifest, uh, you know, your body can become unhealthy because you don't know how to lay something down. And I've had to learn as a preacher, when I hear all day, every day, people saying all these really awful things, you know, I've learned to 
lay these things down at the foot of the cross, you know? And so, um, and you know, and pick and choose your battles too. pick and choose your battles. You know, not every battle is ours to fight. You know, uh, I, I noticed there's some folks on some of my comments. I just saw one come through, you know, they said, Chris, Christmas is pagan. Don't celebrate Christmas. Well, we had that discussion already, but see, this is where some people take this to like the nth degree. They take, they, they're awake now and they start studying certain things. And then all of a sudden it's like, everything is bad. Everything is evil. We, we can't live that way either guys. Okay. Like just, just, you know, my advice is when it comes to Christmas is just make it about Jesus, celebrate his birth, you know, be, be, be joyful in the season. Don't be a weird Christian where you, you get too, too involved in all this stuff. And you, the joy is like sucked up out of you because everything's a conspiracy and everything's crazy. And, you know, just, just learn to do what's right for the Lord in that moment. You know, if you have, um, you know, I have the same type of, uh, of, of thing where it's like, I don't want to celebrate pagan stuff. I don't want to be involved in anything that's not of God, but I'm also not going to get crazy and say, that's it. I'm not celebrating anything. It's all evil. Like, you know, you just gotta, okay, what do we, well, you know, the heart of Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So let's celebrate the birth of Jesus. Let's, let's get people saved. Let's, let's get, let's be about the business of the Lord. Don't, you know, there's a scripture that even tells us as believers not to go down in every conspiracy. And I think some, some people have, you know, because we're awake, thank you, Jesus. And now we have eyes to see in many areas that maybe we didn't for many years. And God's shown us as we walk in the Issachar anointing of understanding and discerning the times, you know, we're watchmen and we know more things probably now than we've ever known before, you know? So that's good, right? That's a good thing. But see, here's the problem. The devil's always looking to, to make that bad. He's always looking. So then what happens is people go so far down that rabbit hole that everything's a conspiracy, that everybody's evil. I mean, I've even had people tell me that I'm part of this whole thing. And, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, like you, you're talking about a, a preacher that's out here literally exposing the things of darkness and dealing with heavy warfare. And then, and then all of a sudden they're trying to say, I'm the, I'm involved in it. You know, so people take some of these things way too far. And so we've got to also be balanced and, and use wisdom and not, not take it to the nth degree either, you know, where people start getting weird because then we look like crazy people as Christians and we don't want to, you know, I remember in the world when I was looking at the church, if I didn't have a personal encounter with the Lord, Damascus Road encounter, you know, I, I used to think Christians were very, um, double-minded, you know, and, and, and the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But I used to look at the church and see everybody infighting and nasty bickering and all kinds of accusations against each other. And I thought, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. These people look nuts, you know, so that that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to take a good thing and make it look bad. You know, he wants to take the fact that we're awake and that we understand what's going on and we have discernment and he wants to make that an idol. He wants to make that our, our whole attention. Well, that's not supposed to be our whole attention. While we are watchmen and it's important that we know these things, we also don't take it to a point where it becomes an idol. We've got to remember that we're still, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We've always been in the world, but not of the world. We're just passing through in this world and we're citizens of heaven. So we know the world is fallen. We know the world is evil. We know there's all types of evil things going on, right? That's what the scripture said. So, so our job is to, is to find the heart of the Lord, get in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And so I am not fearful. I don't have anxiety going into 24. And although the Lord has warned me that it's going to be a bumpy time, excuse me, 
I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anxious and I don't have fear. I'm not like, oh my gosh, am I going to live? Am I going to die? Like, I just know my life is in the hands of the Lord. And I know many of you understand what I'm saying and you feel the same. You know, he's taken us this far. He's not going to leave us now. Right. So, so he's gotten us to where we are. We've been through some stuff and yet we're still here, right? We're still here. So, so the Lord is going to get us through in 24 as well. But, you know, I believe that we're more fortified. I believe we're more mature. I believe we're in a good position going into this season, even though it's going to be tough. And so put on the armor of God. Don't let the fear take root. Don't let depression take root. Those are lying spirits. They are not of God. We know clearly that the Lord says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we rely on him. We trust in him. We praise him no matter in the good times or bad times. And he is going to order our steps. He's going to guide our path. He's going to direct our steps every step of the way. He is the author and finisher. He is the potter. We're the clay and he's with us. So be encouraged. This is a year to shine for you. You're going to shine this year. I believe some of you that have been hidden are going to be called to a greater level of ministry. So get ready for that. And I believe that God has prepared you for this season. And don't let discouragement take root in your heart. And if you're going through something right now, lay it down at the foot of the cross. Become an active prayer warrior every day of your life. Just be praying, praying, praying. And God is going to get you through. And you're not only going to survive, by the way, but you're going to thrive. You're going to thrive. So be blessed. I want to bless you in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for everybody listening and watching right now. And I pray blessing, favor, joy, peace, rest over them, Lord God. Give them fresh revelation, fresh vision. Fortify them in their faith. Strengthen them in their faith. Let them understand what it means to be on the winning team. Let them understand what it means that they're going to rule and reign for all eternity with you. Let them be like the Apostle Paul, where they thrive even in the middle of trials, even in the middle of tests, because they know their identity in you. We put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. I pray blessing and favor and open doors in 24. Open doors in 24. In the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that anybody watching right now would have a smile on their face, that they'd feel the peace that passes understanding and the joy that's unspeakable, the joy of you, Lord. Let them feel the joy. Let them, let them be full. Let them be full in their heart, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hey, listen, Merry Christmas. I love you guys. I appreciate you. This is going to be an awesome year for us as Remnant Warriors. We are not going to back down. We are ready. We were made for this. We were made for this. I'm telling you, God, God made us for this time. It's not a mistake that we're here. You were made for this. You're not a loser. You're on the winning team. You're going to thrive. You're not only going to survive, you're going to thrive. Receive it in Jesus' name. The economy may crash in the world, but you're in God's economy. You're not in the world's economy. Things may get really bumpy, but you know what? You've already prepared. You've been trained for this. And so Jesus is the pilot. He's piloting us and we're going to be okay. We're going to land safely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Merry Christmas. Can't wait to see you hopefully sometime in this next year. I'd love to hug your neck and just say hello to you in person. I know I'm going to see many of you. We are so thankful, Michelle and I and little Gia 
just so thankful of all the blessings that you guys give us and the prayers and the support. We could not do this work without you. And I mean that so sincerely. And so we love you and we bless you. Open doors in 24. Hallelujah. All right. We'll see you soon. God bless.